What's up, Kai fam? I hope you guys are having a good Friday. Happy Friday, by the way. Um, I'm so glad uh, that it's Friday because Friday means like the weekend. Uh, the weekend is tomorrow. <laughs> Saturday is tomorrow, and then I get to sleep in. I sleep in on Saturdays unless I have a particular program. I sleep in. And my husband understands that it's crucial for me to sleep in on Saturday. So he takes care of the kids. And I'm very grateful for that. And uh, I'm also looking forward to cleaning up and having some nice weather. Just taking a walk, you know, and committing myself again to running, right? So what are your plans for Friday? Uh, for this weekend, sorry. So as promised, you know, I said that I would... I started a series called Single and Blessed single and blessed and I talked about some of the reasons why you're still single uh, in my last episode and today I really want to talk about four reasons why you should wait and by waiting I'm talking about like not sleeping with you know the the person that you're in a relationship with if you're not married with the person yet you know not sleeping with a person right uh, so for a reason, I want to share that with you. If you don't know me, my name is Louisette Banda and I am a mindset state gist. Mindset state gist. Not a mindset strategist. A mindset state gist. I quoted it first. So what it is basically is that I help women develop strong mindsets so they can overcome anything. I ultimately believe that what Proverb, I believe Proverb 27 verse 3 says, as a man thinks, so he is. So whatever you think, whatever you meditate on, ultimately determines the type of life you're going to be living. So if your mindset is set on negativity and it's set on, you know, on on anything that's that's not good, then you're not gonna you're not gonna live a good life, right? So that's what I do. And on top of that, I also help mothers whose children who've been diagnosed, whose children have been diagnosed with autism and ADHD face the diagnosis with faith. I created a strong program called Face It Out. Face the diagnosis with faith. You get it? Catchy, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. So back to our topic. So four reasons why you should wait. Okay. I know society presents us with so many reasons not to wait, right? It says, hey, you're going out with the guy. You've been with each other. He loves you. You love him. Why not do it? Right? And nobody wants to wait anymore. It seems, it seems. Why I'm saying it seems is because if you feed a fallacy, right, and people start believing in it without necessarily doing research and background and doing going, going around finding out if it's really the truth, then people are going to believe that. And if they believe that, then they're just not, just, just going to do it. I would like to really know who is the person who has done research to say that waiting is no longer popular. Whose lenses are they using? Whose report, whose report are we using? How many numbers we're calculating in regards to that? So you can't just say that it's not popular anymore. You know, nobody really waits. Who is nobody? You know, so... I'm going to give you a, a one quick advice before you assume something and you say, well, nobody else is doing it. Well, the majority is doing this. Ask yourself who the majority is. Chances are it's probably somebody who made a research with 50 people or 100 people and decided to make it a truth. 
it's time for you to define your own truth and your own truth should be based on what God says, right? The Bible says in Romans 12, I believe, do not conform to, you know, the present world, but be transformed to the renewal of your mind, right? So the world here is only going to give you and shove you with information that's worldly driven, you know? They're going to take somebody who's very popular and use that popularity to attract you and to present you with something that is presented as the truth, but it's not the truth. It's a lie, right? Be naked. You know, everybody's doing it. You know, show your body. Everybody's doing it. So you're going to start doing that, thinking that everybody is doing it, but somebody else fed you with their truth and you're believing that. And one of the key um, I was sharing this in my in my mindset program to finding freedom is knowing the truth. The Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. If you want to be free from all these strongholds and everything else that's being presented to you, you have to learn the truth. And there is no other truth, or at least my truth is Jesus Christ. It's the light, right? It's the light. So coming back to our topic or reason why you should wait. Waiting, 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 waiting. Number one, you should not sleep with someone who's not your spouse. Let me say that again. You should not sleep with someone who's not your spouse. When you sleep with someone who's not your spouse, you become spiritually, physically, emotionally attached to the person. Sex, intimacy, was created for marriage only. Let me say that again. Sex, intimacy, was created for marriage purposes. It was not created to be done outside of marriage. So if you're dating a guy, if you're dating a girl, and you're pressured into sleeping with that person, ask yourself this. Are you going to be with that person for the rest of your life? And people can come at me and say, well, you know, Louisette, there's a lot of divorces and people are separating and this and this and this and that. Yes, that's because we've decided to do this. But at the be- in the beginning, that wasn't the case. We are divorcing because we are less patient. We are divorcing because, you know, we had this idea set that this is the partner that I wanted. And as soon as the partner didn't show up the way that we wanted him to show up as or her, then we decided to fall back. We're not committed anymore the way that we used to be committed. We get married for 72, we get married for 72 hours and then we get divorced by the next. I mean, come on. When you sleep with someone, and I've spoken about this in my previous podcast, there are spiritual consequences. You have young girls having sex at such a young age that by the time they're adults, they have been so um buried right they're having the experiencing so many insecurities they've hope they've opened so many doors to to insecurities to emotional distress there are so many consequences and i'm not gonna i'm just naming you a few this is what happens when you sleep with someone and i and i like to give this idea because when you're in a relationship with someone like after many years like i'm gonna go with married couple People start thinking, saying that you you look like each other. It's not that you physically look like each other. It's because 
when the Bible says that a man should leave his family and they should become one person, what ends up happening is that you become one. You become one spiritually. You become one by, you know, because you spend time with each other and you're also exchanging your spirit. So as you are exchanging your spirit and you you know, you create, you're, you're coming together as one person. People start seeing that you're the same. So you start talking the same, you know, it's, it's the same thing with, even if you're not married, if you have a crowd of people who just, you know, are always gossiping, you're going to start developing that habit too. It's the same goals with, you know, your spouse and the person you're with. So when you get married and you start looking, you're, you're, you're developing habits, like you're, you're, it's like an adjustment, right? Marriage is an, is an adjustment because you come the way that you are. Your spouse comes the way that he or she is. And you blending in as you blend in some people. So one person picks up this habit and this person becomes one and you become one person. Now, imagine if you are blending in with someone who is not going to be your spouse. And you may say, well, I don't care. Well, what happens if that person has bad spirits? I mean, major. And we don't talk about the spiritual you know, aspect of it. We only see, oh, but it's okay. Let me tell you this. If you sleep with a guy before marriage, it's going to be way harder for you to break up. Like, and you go through different, you know, uh, you go through a different season with this person. And, and you know, like, uh, it's, 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 it's far easier to get over a guy you haven't slept with than a guy you've slept with. Trust me. When you don't sleep with a guy, yes, you may like him and stuff, but the relationship didn't go that deep. When you start sleeping with the guy, the relationship goes deep. So if the guy is demonically possessed, right? If he has a family history of, you know, depression, you know, a, a lot of stuff I'm not going to name. Guess what? He's just passed them to you. And if he slept with Cloud, who, with uh, Claudia, who's you know who also has spirits, and Claudia also has, you know, had has had partners who have spirits, you know, you are carrying in you an entire legion that's ultimately going to affect your life. I have mother. I have. I, I speak to mothers who struggle just. You know, as they're married now, they struggle to really enjoy their marriage. They haven't had time to repent and even to go back. And uh, we can go as far as to read the, the, the story of, you know, the, the, the Samaritan woman who had five husbands and a boyfriend. We can see that when she first got married, right? And we speak about marriage, but when, we, when, we, when she first got married, you know, she probably thought that that was going to be her, her, her man for the rest of her life. But then what ended up happening is that she kept on changing men, changing men, changing men, changing men. So that already tells me that there was something wrong with her emotionally that needed to be healed. She needed to be healed. She needed to be, you know, um, how can I say this? She needed to be healed. She needed to be uh, transformed. And she wasn't going, you know, she, she wasn't getting that. She, so she was looking for love in the wrong places, pretty much. And many of you are looking for love in the wrong places because you've had your, your heart broken and you're trying to fill that void 
And once you've opened up the door of intimacy and sex, then, you know, you're going to keep on going from, from guys to guys. Once you've slept with one guy, it's easy for you to get to get to the next one because you've already experienced that. You know, nothing stops you from doing it. Once you start a habit, it becomes difficult to break it, right? So number one, don't sleep with a guy who's, you're not, who's not married to you, who, you know, who did not take the, 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 the grace to make you his in front of man, in front of God, in front of his parents. He's robbing you or she's robbing you from, you know, from your real spouse. And that person is, that that, that, that partner is also killing your future without knowing it. There are um, a lot of negative things that are going to come out of it. Spiritual bondage, you know, um, suicide things, you know, a lot of things. You know, unwanted pregnancy, you know, that you were, you wanted to have a child, but you didn't want a child now. You know, I, I have, I know girls who want to commit suicide. I know, I know girls who've had abortions because of this, you know, sex open doors and the enemy knows that. Alcohol, sex, money, three things he uses a lot to attract people because they're the hardest stuff, you know, to fight through. So that was the number one reason. Number two, he might not be the one or she might not be the one, right? When you wait, when you wait until, you know, to, to, to sleep with someone, it gives you an opportunity to use this waiting time as an observation period. You are bored while you're waiting because you're not occupying yourself. What are you doing while you're waiting? Okay. What should you be doing while you're waiting? You should be looking at your, your, the person you, you, you want to spend the rest of your life with. You should be looking at his behavior, her behavior. How does she act? How does she talk? How does he talk? You know? But you're not, you're not doing that. You're just caught up into like, okay, I love him. I love him. I love him. That's all you do. But you're missing on the fact that this is the time where you should be, you know, looking at things, observing. One of the one of the things that the devil does so well is observing and watching. He's know that he knows that he cannot be everywhere. The devil cannot be everywhere. Only God can. So what he does with his time is he invests this time in looking he's gonna look he's very patient the devil is very patient and we're not he knows as soon as the the opportunity opens up it's gonna hit and before he hits alice has his being patient is observing you he's gonna see situations where he's gonna be like okay well I know reset if I present her with this this is how she's going to react he's gonna do it again he's gonna watch observe you and based on that he's gonna determine the strategy he's going to use to hit you so while you're single or you're in a relationship not yet married use that time to open up your spiritual eyes your spiritual ears and observe and I want to share with you a story. You know, this is where, this is when 
Abraham, you know, he's just lost Sarah and he's looking for a, a wife for his son. So he sends his servant. So his servant knew that, you know, first before he could find a spouse, he needed to trust God. Not, not his own intention, not what he wanted, but he needed to trust God first. So he said, it's in the book of, I believe, Genesis chapter 24, you know, uh, chapter 24, verse from verse 9. So the servant took an oath by putting his hand under the thigh of his master, Abraham. And then if you skip to verse 12, oh, Lord God of my master, Abraham, he prayed. So he surrendered that need to God while you wait pray. Please give me success today and show unfailing love to my master Abraham. Verse 13. See, I'm standing here beside a spring and the young women of the town are coming out to draw water. The young women, meaning that there are going to be a bunch of women that are going to come. If you don't pay attention, you're going to pick the wrong one. But you've made your prayer and you committed to God. And you know what, you know, what a good woman should look like. But now you have to observe that or what a good man should look like. But you have to observe that. So God, so this servant is asking God for wisdom because he knows that he could potentially pick the wrong spouse for his master. And that could lead to disaster, right? We talked about divorce. I mentioned it a little bit. Why are so many people divorcing? Well, not it's we didn't observe well. We didn't take the time. We didn't use our time to wait and you know say, okay, wait, 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 wait. Is this who I want to marry? See, I am standing here beside a spring, and the young women of the town are coming out of to draw water. 14. This is my request. I will ask one of them, please give me a drink from your job. If she says yes. Have a drink and I will water your camels too. Let her be the one you've selected as Isaac's wife. This is how I will know that you've shown unfailing love to my master. You've asked God, God, I want somebody who's going to honor me. I want somebody who's going to respect me. I want somebody who's going to, you know, to provide for me. I don't know what you've asked the Lord, right? You've made your prayer request. How is it that your prayer requests are not matching who you're with now? Somehow, you've fallen into the temptation of just picking up anybody. You didn't take the time to observe. So the Bible says in verse 15, Before he had finished praying, he saw a young woman named Rebecca coming out with a water jug on her shoulder on her shoulder. She was the daughter of Bethuel, who was the son of Abraham's brother, Nahor, and his wife, Milcah. Rebekah was very beautiful and old enough to be married, but she was still a virgin. She went down to the spring, filled her jug, and came up again. Running over to her, the servant said, please give me a little drink of water from your jug. Yes, my lord, she answered, have a drink. So as all the women were coming out, the servant had to observe. And from his observation, he was able to ask, you know, determine that, you know, he could ask this one. But he, she still needed to be tested to see whether or not she was going to be the right one. So he asked her the question that he had asked the Lord. So God, 
you I ask you for this type of man. Now I'm in a situation where I'm actually in a relationship with this man. So based on what I've asked you, does this man answer the, my criteria and the criteria I've presented to you? If he does, then you have a pass. If he doesn't, walk away. Right? So that was the number two. Uh, number Yeah, that was number two. Number two is, you might not be the one. I mean, have you ever considered the fact that, you know, you might not be the one for that person? I know often we talk about like him being the one, she being the one, him being the one. She, but maybe you're not the one. Maybe you're not the blessing. You know, you might not be the one. And when I think about a perfect example, it would be the, the story of of um, Ruth. Ruth. Ruth lost her first husband. So she follows Naomi with the intention of just honoring her mother-in-law and also developing a relationship with God. So she follows Naomi. And as she follows Naomi in her journey, Ruth was more worried about building herself up, investing in herself, right? She was preparing to become the blessing and not the opposite. So by preparing herself to become the blessing, she received blessing. So one of the reasons why you should wait is you might not be the one. Maybe you're not ready yet. You are not ready. Ruth had the time from the moment she lost her husband. You know, she went through a grieving period. And her grief actually led her to to God. Ruth could have said, you know what? I lost my husband. He didn't give me any kids. So my next step is definitely to find the next husband. But she didn't do that. She followed Naomi knowing that perhaps she would not be remarried again. She was more interested in taking the time to heal and actually figuring out who this, who this God is. Who's the God of Naomi? You should wait because perhaps you need to heal. And, you know, I know that I've mentioned this Four reason why, five reason why you should, four reason why you should wait, you know, to sleep with a man or to even, I would say, I would rename this episode by saying four reason why you should wait to get married. So the number one reason is uh, you should wait because you're not married yet, right? So we could apply the one reason why you should wait before you have sex for that. But for the remainders of the pointers that I'm giving you, for a reason why you should wait is, you know, because you're not ready yet, you might not be the blessing. You need to spend time investing in yourself. You need to spend time, you know, healing. You can't be jumping from relationships to relationship. It makes absolutely no sense. It just shows how dysfunctional you are. 
So that was our third reason. Number four is time reveals things. That's why being patient is key. Time reveals things. Time reveals people's intentions. Time reveals people's faces. How do you determine if a relationship is going to make it or not? You can't see that at the beginning because everything looks so good, right? Everything looks so perfect on paper. But as you face the trials, as you go through the challenges, the challenges and all of that reveals someone's character. And you can only do that with time. In 24 hours, I mean, unless God showed up for you and he told you this, you can't really know somebody's intentions. You can't know that. There were a lot of friendships where, uh, that started well, but then as time passed on, the, the friendship didn't last. They didn't survive. Why? Because time reveals everything. So be patient. Be patient. Patience will avoid you making, being patient will avoid you making a lot of mistakes and will save you from a lot of heartache. Which brings me to point number five. Patience is power. Patience is power. I mean, imagine being in control. I know I've, I've always shared that, you know, that um, where, you know, when you control, you're in control, you know, like I've always talked about like the negative side of, you know, of control. But there's also a beauty about control or I would say self-discipline, right? Not necessarily control, self-discipline. Self-discipline means that you have not fallen to the charade of the devil, you know. So patience is power. I know we ask for wisdom, but we should also ask for God to give us the ability to be patient. Because good things, like they say, comes to those who wait. Good things come to those who wait. This society that pressures us into doing everything so fast, so quickly, you know, and not real and skipping the steps. When you're doing things so quickly, you're skipping the steps. Then your brain does not have time to, you know, to 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 understand the processes, right? Your body or your faith doesn't understand the processes, so you automatically you're into shock. It's important to go through a process because a process will lead you to an understanding of your journey. I noticed because when I gave birth for the first time, I was induced. And when you induced, the, the, the type of inducement I chose was, you know, I was being pumped with medicine. So what ended up happening is that my body was generating contractions very quickly. 
but my brain was not processing it you know my, so my, my 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 so the contractions are, are coming very quickly and my brain doesn't have time to capture it my my heart the baby's heartbeat is jumping really 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 high and then my body doesn't have time to create to go through the processes of real labor right which then gives me the strength and helps me catch a breath to actually bring this child to birth i realized that when i give birth without you know um being um induced the way that god has made our bodies is especially when if you're pregnant uh, for mothers who are pregnant oh, and this is i'm talking about if you're going through the uh typical childbirth okay not to say normal anything like that but the way god has made our bodies that pain is supposed to help you push through and pain is an indication that something is about to shift or change right so if you're going to labor and you don't experience pain that you don't know that your baby's coming right that, that that's that's weird and plus as the pain starts and you start dilating right your body your hormones are getting prepared so little by little you start dilating 1 cm you have a little bit of pain 2 3 4 and your baby also descends as it prepares to come out but if you rushing this process you have labor pain but the baby is not ready to come out yet so what ended up happening is that people start panic oh the baby heartbeat is too is too fast okay wait, let's do a c section or let's use a vacuum or stuff like that to to bring the baby out you are forcing nature right and i'm not saying any there's something 